Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You guys, welcome back to Survivor. This is season 37, episode one. We are so happy to have you here. Oh my gosh, we have so much going on. We have a new season, new theme, a freak accident, and we just cannot wait to get into it with you. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, everybody. This is Survivor. The best day of the year. Oh, my gosh. Best night of the week. Yes. We are back. We're so excited that you are joining us. I'll just get right into it. I'm your host, Paige Bonanno, and we have a new panel member this season. We're so excited. That's me. Hey, guys. I'm Veronica Valencia. Woo! Okay, so Timothy will be here next week. He's joining the panel as well. I know you guys love him, and he'll be here, so don't worry. And we're just so excited to have you this season. I'm so excited to be here. The theme song came on, and I immediately got chills. Like, can we just play it in the background the entire time, please? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and why you want to do the Survivor panel, or how big of a fan you are. Oh, definitely. I am a huge fan. I actually haven't been watching this show for years like some fans have been. I Mm -hmm. actually, within the past year, just did a huge binge watch. Oh my gosh. I was... Amazing. I came off of a show, another reality competition show, and just really wanted to keep watching reality competition, and so I was like, let's Let's try Survivor, and I just was hooked immediately. Uh, well, that's perfect because you're in the right place. I know. And we have so much to talk to you guys about tonight. So we're obviously in for a new season. We mm-hmm. have new twists this season, new theme that I, I'll admit I was not happy about, but I'm kind <laughs> of warming up to. And um, as a special segment, we're going to talk about who our Survivor MVP is mm-hmm. every week. We're each going to say that. We want you guys to join in on the live chat and tell us who your Survivor MVP was. And then also some news and gossip that we'll get into. And I guess I'm so excited to be here. And we're so happy that you guys are all joining us. Um, and make sure to give us a like and subscribe in on our YouTube page and let us know how we're doing in the comments. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. So let's get right into it. What were your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh, I I really liked this episode. I was kind of on a similar note that you were, Paige, where mm-hmm. I didn't know how I was going to take to this season's theme, just because when you think David and Goliath, at least for me, I immediately thought it was going to be a group full of Cochrans and then another group full of James-type mm-hmm. contestants. And I thought, you know, I naturally go for the underdog, so I felt like it was just going to kind of be a very unbalanced uh, beginning to start mm-hmm. to the season, but you know, obviously, this is one of the reasons why I love Jeff Probst as a host is because he really puts you know more thought into finding the right people mm-hmm. to be on these tribes, and so it was completely different than what I was expecting. Yeah. So I totally agree with that because, mm-hmm. like last season, I kept saying, "Oh my gosh, this is the dumbest theme ever!" Like they're grasping at straws here. Like why are they doing this? And same thing, like I thought it was just going to be like these big buff macho people versus these really scrawny like nerdy people, and that's not the case at all. I mean, yes, 
overall, when you look at them, the the Goliaths are definitely like bigger and mm-hmm. and more strong right off the bat, or so you think. And the Goliaths or the Davids are you know smaller, maybe a little nerdier. But there's a lot of people on there that are still beautiful and that like are very smart and are very capable of everything and are strong. It's more about like how you know the Davids overcome adversity in their lives, Mm -hmm. whereas the Goliaths, you know, they tend to capitalize more on their individual strengths, and, you know, they've always been favorited since the beginning, and it's more about, like, how they have been able to use that against their opponents, but it's, I mean, totally different than than what I thought it originally would be. Mm -hmm. And let us know what you guys think. Um, Oh, my gosh, really quick, Sheena123 in the live chat said, Paige, who is your love crush for this season? (laughs) Because I always have a love crush, and I think you guys probably know who it is. I mean, Dan, he's gorgeous, Mm -hmm. and... Him and Kara, we got the showmance, but that'll be in our news and gossip later. Dangerous. It's dangerous. Um, so I just wanted to say, as part of the news, you know, actually this theme came in casting. Did you know that? Did you guys know that? I, I did know that. Yeah. So they didn't know what the theme was going to be this season. And while they were doing casting, they're like, okay, this is risky. Like, we're doing our casting sessions and not knowing who is going to, or what the theme is even. And then they kept getting this reoccurring theme of like, oh, these people have had it really hard and they've risen to the top. And these people, you know, have always had things handed to them and they've risen to the top. So let's do a David vs. Goliath season. And so, yeah, I'm I'm liking it a lot more more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas McGee in the chat is uh, saying, I'm warming up to them as well, mm-hmm. which is very difficult, I feel like, in the first episode of Survivors because it's a whole new cast that you're getting used to. And I actually just mentioned this to you, Paige, mm-hmm. too, is I felt like last season just ended. So the fact that the casting, they were casting this, they didn't know what they were going to do. It's moving so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, for our... Uh, uh, sorry, quick, the standouts that Jeff said, I was going to say our MVPs, but we can save that until we get into mm-hmm. it a little bit later. But um, we kind of like to, you know, in the first episode, first just talk about who the contestants are and get to know them. And second of all, talk about some things that Jeff has said about mm-hmm. this season. Um, and Jeff said that his early standouts for him on Goliath were John and Allison, and that on the Davids it was Pat and Christian, which sad about Pat. I know. But, I mean, I guess who were your early standouts on was there anybody that you can think of that was like early Christian? Christian, yeah. I, really, I I always go for the underdog, mm-hmm. especially with Survivor. I always find myself naturally drawn to the underdog, and he was called out right away mm-hmm. as being seen as the weakest on his tribe. And yeah. we'll, we'll get into it, obviously, with yeah. him proving everyone wrong. But he was just. He was a delight. He was a delight. <laughs> he, was. he really was. That's a great way to put it. Um, so quickly, I'll just go through who the people are on which tribe, just so when we're saying the names, it doesn't, we're not like, oh, who is that person again? Um, so we have 10 people on each tribe, obviously. On the Goliath tribe, we have John, who is the pro wrestler, Jeremy, Natalie, um, Mike, the filmmaker, Angelina, the financial consultant, Allison's a physician. Alec is a bartender, Kara's a realtor, Dan is the SWAT officer, and Natalia is an industrial engineer. And actually, Natalie is the publishing CEO, and she's 57. Mm -hmm. So she's actually our oldest person on either of the tribes this season. Um, And then on the David tribe, we have Carl, who's a truck driver, Christian's the robotic scientist, which we love, Um, Elizabeth works in the kitchen staff, Bai is an MMA fighter, Davey's social media manager, Gabby's a technical writer, Lursa's an airline agent. Jessica's the waitress. She's 19, so she's the youngest on either tribe. 
Pat's the maintenance manager, and Nick is the public defender. And I just say their professions as well because when that comes up, that's kind of sometimes how I remember mm-hmm. who they are. Um, so that's basically our tribes. And I thought, you know, looking at them right away, like we had talked about, you know, it's they're not always what they appear. And I thought that especially with Alec and Bai, like Bai is this beautiful MMA fighter. Oh, she's yeah. she's strong and she's on the David tribe. And we find out a little bit why later, but when you're just looking at them right away, like you don't always expect what exactly. they are. Exactly. Exactly. Like that and that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed this first episode is mm-hmm. because it completely shattered any preconceived notions I had going into it just mm-hmm. from hearing the theme from last season. I look at Mike White and you think physicality-wise, mm-hmm. he should be a David yeah. if that's how you're thinking the show is going to be, but he's not. Mm-hmm. And for, I mean, for John, you know, he's the pro wrestler that is spitting off all these names of that he's called because he's just this big... What was Abraham Lincoln? Um, Abraham Lincoln and uh, George Bushy's Tishy or whatever. But um, anyways, so he's actually saying, you know, people are going to see me one way, but they actually probably don't recognize that I'm very smart. I went to this university. I've done this. I've done that. Um, And so it's basically, I feel like the whole theme is just not judging a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll be interesting. And let us know what you guys think about all of this. Um, So... Right off the bat in the episode, we have basically Jeff saying, okay, who are the strongest Goliaths and who are the weakest Davids? And did you think that it was kind of a little too much for him to, like, right off the bat be like, okay, um, I want you guys to call out who you think is the is the weakest link? I, no, no. Jeff always, you know, kind of mm-hmm. tries to push it a little bit. But I feel like that's what we were getting into this season. If you have literally a team of Davids yeah. who you think are going to be, you know, weaker, I guess, so to speak. I didn't think that it was a little bit much. I What took me by surprise mm-hmm. was that they had to call out their strongest. It wasn't like, okay, each tribe call out their weakest like we've seen in the past. It was you, uh, it was the Goliaths choose the David's weakest and the David's choose the strongest. I thought the Goliaths choose their strongest people. They, oh, yeah. They chose amongst they chose themselves. Them, but that was that was what I meant is yeah. the fact that it wasn't weak and weak. It was... Right. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, who are the weakest ones on the Goliaths? Exactly. Compared to that, it was the strongest versus the weakest. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, the way that I just thought what Jeff said right away, like, he's like, all right, I want you guys to call out. And they, they seemed like kind of genuinely like a little bit hurt by it or like upset. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I really liked that they were like, okay, don't worry. We're going to help each other. You know, it's, it's fine. Um, but we had these two pairs competing against each other. The, the strongest Goliaths and the weakest Davids. And they could basically, the weaker links could choose what the Goliaths would do. Mm -hmm. And, basically make their obstacle course for them to decide, you know, who wins. And the three stages was, you know, the Goliaths had them do the plank, the net tube, like a 15-block puzzle, and then the Davids ended up winning. And I'm really glad that they won. I am too. And when Jeff was going over all the different obstacles, I was like, oh, I would want the ones that the Davids mm-hmm. ended up doing. I was like, I would want that because it yeah. seemed easier to manage, easier to balance a little bit. They had a little bit thicker of a plank walking on it mm-hmm. and everything. And, of course, the slide puzzle, which Christian did so quickly. Oh I've gosh. never seen a slide puzzle be done that quickly on the yeah. show before. Um, yeah, and they, they ended up getting the early reward, which was firewood. But even for a little bit there, they did do the slide puzzle really quick. But, like, the way that they were balancing on that thing with the string, I was like, okay, they're going down. Like, this is not going to be good for them. But I was really happy that they pulled it off. There was a few tears shed this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was – It was going pretty well. Um, But going into some of the relationships uh, 
right away. Kara and Dan on the Goliaths had such a strong connection right off the bat. I mean, we know that showmances are kind of taboo. What what were your thoughts on them like starting something like that so early? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. I mean, it's inevitable. You're on an island for so many days. You're going to be, I'm sure, around people that you find attractive. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Uh, I feel like that one is a little bit, I guess, easier to say no to than, for example, looking for idols, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be like rooting for it if that's if that makes any sense. Yeah, and like I, I think that you know I I like both Dan and Kara. I think that they could both potentially be really strong players, but they went so like at it so strong. Like yeah, they were like, all right, we're gonna have to kiss in secret. Like you know, we'll. I don't know. Maybe we could find love on Survivor. I'm like, dude, it's day one. Like, like you need to you chill calm out. Calm down. Like, I understand you have a connection, but also like. You came here for the game, which, great. If you find love on Survivor, that's awesome. But, like, first and foremost, like, play the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, also a couple other relationships, you know, Elizabeth and Lursa, like, instantly connect. And they're also really quick off the bat saying, you know, I trust you the most. And sometimes I'm like, how do you know? I know. I turned to you and I laughed at this because yeah. she's like, I, I already trust you. And I'm like, it's day one, maybe mm-hmm. day two at the most at that point. I'm mm-hmm. just like, how do you trust this person yeah. already? And I mean, I guess you have to, but I almost kind of wonder in their shoes in that moment, what are they thinking means trust? Like, how do they know, oh, you're someone I can mm-hmm. trust? And I always wonder that. And it's like, yeah, we, I guess we don't know like the timeline of events, you know, the way that it's cut together, but it's still kind of like how it's, it's still day one regardless. Yeah. Um, but in terms of still going on relationships, like, there was two definitely what I thought really strong personalities on both sides of the spectrum, on the Davids and Goliaths. And we had Pat on the on the Davids and, um, and Natalie on the Goliaths. And they were both coming off really strong. What were your overall thoughts on them, the two of them, like, the way that they kind of presented themselves right off the bat? Uh, Pat and Natalie, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, different tribes. Yes. Pat... I see why maybe the other members of the David tribe didn't take to Pat because he, I don't think he came off rude Mm -hmm. or, you know, trying to assert himself as the leader. Yeah. I just think he knew what he was doing and he wanted to take charge. And in the early stages of the game, you want someone who is able to get you shelter and quick like that. Mm -hmm. He definitely had his own quirks about him that maybe rubbed people the wrong way. And I also just feel like when you're an adult on this show, you don't like being told what to do. I feel like that's just a natural thing that happens. I don't think he, you know, meant any harm, obviously. I just think he was a quirky personality that some Mm -hmm. people didn't mesh with, and they took it as, like, oh, he's, you know... Yeah, I agree. I don't feel like he was trying to be bossy by any means. Where Natalie, on the other hand, she kind of saw it as, like, oh, I'm... I'm 57, I'm the oldest one here, these people are 25, like, they're kind of, you know, building the shelter and doing this Mm -hmm. and that, and she was kind of standing aside, like, not really doing anything, but then bossing people around. I don't know, her personality, from what I've gathered so far, like, rubs me a little bit, I'm not sure if I'm feeling the vibe right now. I I don't think so. I don't think I am feeling the vibe either. Some people in the chat are also already saying, vote Natalie out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just because, you know, in this episode, we didn't see much of her except Mm -hmm. for... You know, the fact that she is really bossy or the fact that she probably thinks because she's older and because she mm-hmm. has this life experience and because she's used to mm-hmm. having people uh, younger work below her, she can kind of do the same things here as she yeah. could in the real world. But like you said, just because, you know, like 
she's older, right? But everybody else is still adults, and adults don't like to be told what mm-hmm. to do, exactly like you said. So it's like, we'll see. I, I kind of think... I mean, right now, I would have said if the Goliath would have lost, she would have been the early out. But, I mean, you never freaking know how Survivor goes. So, I was like, say, maybe she'll freaking win. I don't know. That's the, that's the one thing I also love about this show. Yeah. I mean, it's one of many things mm-hmm. I love about the show is that one week I will love a contestant and the next week my opinion of them will just change drastically because they yeah. do one mistake. They make one weird comment. They mm-hmm. they're, they just change. And I'm like... Oh, and then when they're voted out, like or vice versa, when they're voted out, you're like, no, I actually really liked you. And you're like, you hated you, that personal season. You had a good moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but kind of moving along and going into idols. So first, there's some some news about the idol situation. And it's a new major twist in this season of Survivor, which they've never done before. And basically, it's called an idol nullifier, uh. which allows a contestant to anonymously cast an idol nullifying vote that, if cast correctly, will cancel out a hidden immunity idol during tribal. Which I'm really interested to see if they'll play that right, because as we were talking about earlier... Mm-hmm. They never really play their idols right. I love the idea. <laughs> I love this idea so much. But again, as we were talking earlier, Paige, mm-hmm. um, kind of bringing it back to last season, Ghost Island was all about reversing the curse. And I strongly believe that contestants of that season would play idols more. Yeah. But they still really did it. And so I feel like this it's a great idea if it could be played right if people play it in general Mm -hmm. but I think the one good thing about it at the very least so far right now we haven't seen it yet is that it's going to add this extra level of paranoia yes but so they never mentioned it today like this is just stuff that we've you know gathered from hearing about it but I wonder I mean do the contestants know at this point like when is it going to come out that this is a thing that's that's the thing I don't know I wonder if maybe someone goes off and looks for just a plain idol and they come across it mm-hmm. it's just something that they discover maybe it's not yeah. something the show discloses to them yeah because I, yeah I agree with what you're saying like last season I every tribal I was like okay you need to play that idol you need to play that idol because you're going home whatever and then they never played the idols like mm-hmm. they had so many of them and never played them and so I hope that this season we get some blind sides and we get more with the idols and I really hope that this idol nullifier comes into into play because like just Sheldon said in the chat you know this could be a big game changer and I totally agree with that I agree and I really hope oh man if they play it and if they play it correctly I'm out of my seat I will go so crazy I know that will be like one of the biggest blind sides of all time Mm -hmm. if they can actually play it right but the thing is is if they, if the person with this idol nullifier plays it, they, I mean, if the person that was playing the idol played it for player B, then they would have to play that for player, they would have yeah. to nullify it for player B. They have to get it right. That's so even, some, if, yeah. even if I know that you have an idol, I could use my idol nullifier against you, but if you played your idol for somebody else, then it doesn't count. It's so much to think about. It really is. So just take this into consideration. No. But everybody, I mean, was out looking for the idols right off the get-go. And, okay, always a bad sign. But, I mean, who was – so Mike was going out and looking for it right away. I mean, first day hunting, yay or nay? What do you guys think? Never do it or, you know, sometimes you have to. I say do it. I feel like the way that the show has evolved – you kind of have to. Like, people get there, they're excited, they want to find it, just like like Mike, who wanted to find it for the sake of finding it. Or mm-hmm. there's people who find it because they just want the power. And you know what? I say do it. Because the thing is, is, like, someone at this point is always going to do it within the first three days. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of who wants to be that person to put the heat on their back. I just feel like day one... Don't ever do it. Day one, you're just getting to know these people. Like, Mike was looking for it right away. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was day two and they kind of intercut it. Who knows, really? But I feel like at the beginning, it's just don't do it, you know? But interesting that only 15% of idol finders are women. Like, I didn't yeah. even know that. Like, I mean, I guess that, you know, the men generally find them. And uh, I forget who was talking about it, but they had a good point where the women are normally, like, back at camp and, like, fixing mm-hmm. stuff up there. And the guys are out looking for firewood and, like, you know, carrying everything. And that that's kind of how it happens where the men find it more often. But I really hope we see more women find it. I really hope so, too. And I believe uh, I could be wrong with about this, but I think it was Allison and Natalia, maybe, mm-hmm. who were the ones talking about it. Or I believe there's a Angel, Angela or Angelina. Uh-huh. What, I'm, we're just learning these yeah, <laughs> we're still learning. guys. But, um, Angelina. Angelina. Maybe it was her. But what, one of the things that I really liked about it is that she uh, kind of uh, – excuse me. Mm-hmm. She presented it as let us both try and look for the idol, which I yeah. really liked mm-hmm. because – in watching previous seasons, that was something that I was always like, hmm, maybe, yeah, kind of do like a, a two a two person thing so that way people don't suspect, but then it creates but, so much more drama. Yeah, see, the thing about that too is like sometimes I feel like it can work if you really, really trust that person, but like look at how many people are constantly telling everybody else about the idols. And then it's like, I mean, I feel like I would probably go with somebody else because I have such a hard problem, like a hard time keeping secrets. Like I would just blurt it out anyways. But I feel like you have to be so careful about that. And on the flip side, right away, you know, Dan, okay, Dan ended up finding the idol. And he was with Kara and whoever else. And then he, they were looking for it kind of like separately Mm -hmm. but together. And he instantly told them, like, what would you have done if you were Dan? Would you have told them? If I was Dan, I don't think I would tell them right away. Because, again, it's the first three days. You, these people are going to change so much Mm -hmm. throughout the course of the show. I would keep it to myself at first. And then within a couple of days of getting to know these people, Mm -hmm. decide if it's best to keep it to myself or to share with whoever my alliance would be at that point. Or, you know, what maybe I would have done if I was Dan is, so basically he was going by, he saw the string, he pulled out. He could have done that in five seconds on his own without telling anybody. Mm -hmm. So pull it out, put it in your pants, look at it later. Then, yeah, like you're saying, wait a little bit. Then tell Kara, just Kara, or whoever that person is. But now you have Kara and you have somebody else that you don't really know that well. Like, now you have three people out of a tribe of ten that know about it. I mean, you're getting kind of – your odds aren't getting great here. So either keep it to yourself or just tell one. Can we talk about this idol for, like, a hot second? Yes, yes. Like, how, for lack of a better word, ugly it was? Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. And – we thought it was fake. We, I definitely thought yeah. it was fake. I thought, you know, Dan was being taken for a ride and it was totally fake. But, you know, maybe the producers of the show are catching on and saying, oh, if we put a real idol that looks cruddy, it's easier to fake out contestants adding another element to the show. That's yeah. kind of what I thought. I know. smart. Yeah, and then we, we totally thought it was fake, and then he pulls it out, and it was, it was real, a real yeah. idol. But yeah, it didn't look like normal idols. But I think last season, too, we were so used to seeing, like, these big, elaborate idols because it was from seasons yeah. past. But I'm like, I don't remember them looking that bad. No, that was a self-made idol if right. I ever saw one. Yeah, but also the fact that Dan was kind of like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm becoming who I want to be. Like, I found this idol with the most beautiful girls on the island. I'm like, what does that have to do with finding an idol? Like, you yeah. found the idol, great. But, yeah. like, because these girls are beautiful, it makes it so much better. I don't know. I It's going to it's going to take him down in the end. His yeah. kind of lust right now. Agreed. Um and then just moving into um uh, more of like the the contestants backstories and things like that. I thought we got I mean, we didn't hear much from Goliaths at all, really. Um 
because I guess maybe the Davids are, they're open to being more vulnerable with each other and they know that they're kind of on the bottom, but you know, they all opened up. I mean, we heard about, you know, Bai had been abused by her boyfriend of five years and Jessica's mom was abused. So they kind of connected over that. And then later on, Nick says that his mom overdosed and died. So they all have these like underdog stories and these really um, emotional things about them. And I just liked that we were able to see that right in the first episode and really get to know who these people are. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did you think of, you know, them sharing their stories and being able to be vulnerable with each other in the first episode? I thought it really added to the theme of who they are as a tribe, mm-hmm. you know, because the Davids are a group of people who have dealt with a lot of adversity in their life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by them opening up and sharing their stories, it really did, you know, just kind of add that extra element of who this tribe really is. Mm-hmm. And I think as the episode you know, goes on, we see that grow and grow. And I actually think it was good for Nick to open up as well, just because, and maybe this is a weird uh, idea, but he was kind of getting some stares by his tribe, you know, being lazy, is not really doing anything. And I feel like by him opening it up, it added a layer to his personality that the Mm -hmm. other tribes was able to see maybe kind of taking their eyes off of him for a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And like right away, you know, he he said he didn't share with he didn't share his story with them right when everybody else was sharing their stories. He had waited a while and he said, you know, I really felt bad that I didn't share this with them. But I think he did it at the right time because, like they said, he could have waited until the last day and then brought out this big elaborate story when he's in the top three. And then it's exactly. like, well, why didn't you tell us this stuff to begin with? And it kind of seems more like you're doing it as a ploy. But now it's like it really feels real and genuine. And, like, I just always love getting those stories of the contestants and really feeling like, you know, okay, I can relate to them. I know who they are. And I know that they're, like, a good person. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I just want to uh, shout out uh, Kel- Kelsum90. I hope that's how I pronounce mm-hmm. it. Just, I thought Nick was going to fair play us at first. And I just really kind of want to know, like, the correlation with Johnny Fairplay and Nick. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I didn't get it for a second. Um But, yeah, so, I mean, interesting to see the relationships. I mean, hopefully we'll get to know these people better because I feel like always in the first episodes I'm like, yeah, who are these people again? Um, But moving into immunity challenge, um, so, first of all, I mean, what are your thoughts on this immunity challenge in general? I always love the big obstacle courses of Survivor. I really do. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it was a big obstacle course was awesome. I thought the right out of the gate and the very first part of it was just so brutal. Dude, they were, like, kicking each other and being so intense. And I was like, relax. Like, uh, Johnny was, like, tackling people and everything. And I'm like, Jeff, are you going to say something? He could have gotten through that obstacle course so much faster, but he was waiting back to, like, kick people. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, and they can never figure that rope thing down. I'll never understand. Like, don't all run down it at the same time. Then everybody's going to fall and you're going to trample all over each other. Mm-hmm. You know which rope thing I'm talking about, you guys? Like, yeah. that big thing, and then they all run down and they all freaking fall. I'm like, you guys, do it one at a time or go to, I don't know. It just annoys me every just time. Just kind of, like, bounce down. Like, don't try yes. and, like, run down it. You're just going to fall. They can never figure it out in all these seasons. Um, but anyways, the Goliaths, you know, they had a huge lead right away. And then, basically, it just ends up coming down to tribe communication with the giant puzzle. I actually thought that the the um, Davids were going to pull it off for a minute. But oh, see, I... Sadly. At the, I, I turned to you, and we both kind of had this theory at the very beginning that the Goliaths were going to take yeah. it, which they and and uh, basically did at the end mm-hmm. of it. But no, I agree. I was... When the Davids basically tied it up, I was rooting for them at that moment, again, because I tend to vote and root for the underdogs. Yeah, of course. I feel like 
an underdog story is such a good story. Like, who doesn't root for the freaking underdog? Who doesn't root for them? They're, I mean, hearing an underdog story and having them come out and win on top, like, when Ty was in the top three and he was, you know, going through all his mm-hmm. stuff, it's like, I just love those stories. It's so much better than that. Like, I don't want Mike to win. I don't care how much people like Mike, but he's a, you know, famous writer and has wrote all these things and was on Amazing Race for two seasons. Like, I don't need Mike to win. I mm-hmm. want somebody like Christian to win. Or, I mean, Christian's smart as hell. Like, he's a robotics engineer. But somebody, or, like, by, or somebody that's, like, come come through all of this adversity and all these hard times and, like, prove to themselves. I would have loved to see Pat, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sadly, you know, Pat was medevaced out first night, or day three, but first yeah. episode, which, first of all, okay, you were, we were saying before, like, good that they didn't have to vote somebody out. But really upsetting and a really hard way to end the episode. So... I mean, Pat, basically, their boat hit a huge wave, and it seemed like his back broke. Yeah, he was in so much pain, and it's very upsetting because a lot of medevacs that we see, it's from, you know, dehydration, Mm -hmm. it's from infections and everything like this, but this was completely out of his control, as you had mentioned Mm -hmm. when we were watching it. You know, a wave just came down and crashed, he probably slid, and it just hurt him in the wrong way, and it's so unfortunate. And I mean, like, what can you do at that point? Like, he kept saying don't bring me out. I don't want to quit like this. I don't want to leave. And Jeff's like, you're not quitting. We are pulling you from the game. But it's like, this sucks, first of all, because I got hurt very severely because of the boat that I was on on this show. And mm-hmm. two, like, now I have to leave when I don't even want to leave. It's, like, just so unfortunate under all the circumstances. But I guess when you're going on Survivor, you sign your life away and say, like, hey, if anything happens to me, I understand. They definitely... But I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd be so mad, too. They de- They definitely know what they're going into, but I agree. I would be so mad, especially because... Getting, whether you're um, medically evacuated the first few days or if you're the first one voted out, it's all it always sucks. Yeah. Because in the very beginning, you're like on cloud nine, yeah. you're getting the survivor experience, you're playing, but you're not mm-hmm. playing too yet, you're getting to know these people, you're making the shelter. It's just a fun experience. And to be taken away from that so early on yeah. is just really disappointing. Would you guys rather be um, voted out as the first person out of tribal or be medevaced out right away at the beginning? Like... I could see it either way because, I mean, at least if you're voted out, you're like, all right, I was playing and I was, you know, yeah. maybe they didn't like my personality. But I would also be like, oh, I don't want to be the first person voted out. Like, I would kind of rather have something happen where I didn't have a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. But I hope that he gets a second chance. I agree. A lot of our viewers in the live chat are agreeing. They feel bad for Pat. It was something out of his control. They really hope that he gets a second chance. Yeah. Uh, Thomas McGee, to your question, and James as well are mm-hmm. saying they'd rather be voted out. Ah, okay. And I agree. I feel like I would rather be <laughs> voted out. Joseph Bozes says, I would want to be medically evac due to high dehydration. Like, that's so specific. Like, you want to be medevaced out for dehydration. I feel um, like maybe it's because you're being evacuated, but not for something as severe as yeah. possibly a broken oh, yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, it's not as bad as that. Or, like, when, um, who is it, Joseph? Like, he got medevaced out because he ate so much beef. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, his stomach was so messed up. I'm like, oh, man. Um, Rihanna says voted out because you can't put up a fight, which is true. But I don't know. It's just, it sucks all around. I mean, ever since we had the second chance season, there have been so many players that people keep saying, I really want to see them for a second chance. I really want to see them for a second chance. And I hope that he does get a second chance and that maybe we can have one of those seasons again soon because those seasons are so good. They really are. Really good. But maybe the 40th season. I wonder what they'll do for the 40th. Ooh. 
It's got to be They big. would put out all the stops. All the stops. Um, but going into news and gossip a little bit, I mean, After the oh. news. do you have something that you want to share? I don't have news and gossip. Okay. I just wanted to add to the point oh, yeah. of Pat real quick. I don't know if oh, she sure, would yeah. go into it. Okay. I just wanted to say that some can argue that getting medically evacuated is tough and it was tough definitely on the, the David tribe. However, I feel like in their position, if they were to take a step back and like the day after mm-hmm. it all happened, they would probably be relieved that they didn't have to vote anybody out just yet because then yeah. you really see where the tribe is divided. Yeah, totally. And I, I think overall it was good that um, that they didn't have to vote anybody out and I would never want to be that first person that's voted out. But I, I just feel so bad for Pat. Exactly, me too. I me feel too. really bad for him. Um, but that, I mean, that goes along with our news and gossip because we did find out that he has, you know, fully recovered and that he's totally fine. But I, I kept Googling after, like, what was his injury exactly? What happened? And nothing really came out about it. And I, I need to, like, the most creep can, on his yeah. social medias and see if he says anything. But The most we can assume is a fracture because that's all that they really said it could potentially be. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like it was broken. Um but I also fo- uh, like looked at Kara and Dan's Instagram, and they're not following each other, which is kind of weird to me. So maybe their showman's doesn't work out. That jungle love doesn't last. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have too much news and gossip here because we're still trying to get to know these these contestants and these and players. And I feel like it's really hard to do. Uh, news with a series like this because it any type of news can sometimes be very spoilery. Yeah, with a series like this. Um, re, or Chelsea M says. Uh, EW has a good article on what happened. So maybe check that out and maybe we'll find out. And Rihanna also said maybe we'll find out at the reunion, which would be great if we can talk a little bit because, you you know, you kind of forget about these early players once we get into the reunion, actually. So it'd be nice to, like, hear from Pat again and say Mm -hmm. and and hear what his experience was. But he also said at the end, you know, my health is the most important. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, any other news and gossip that you guys have, let us know. And um, for our, you know, special segment, we were going to say who our MVP of the game was. Oh, see, I feel like I have two. Oh, okay. And I'm going to say two. On each team? One on each team? No. Okay, <laughs> both on the same team? Okay, go for it. I mean, I can pick I can pick one for each team, but I definitely have two for And David. let us know what your guys' are. Mm-hmm. Start spouting them out so we know who. Yes. I think my first MVP pick for the David tribe would obviously be Christian. He was a standout yeah. for me from the very beginning. I like how he just kind of goes for it, how he's a really good communicator. I appreciate that he He's very aware of himself, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm a nerd. If I ever get, if I ever fall too deep into a rabbit hole with the science talk, please stop me." When he's talking to Gabby, mm-hmm. so I appreciate that he's aware, which you know, some people who go on the show clearly aren't. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. So he right now is an MVP to me, okay. And I hope that that uh, stays for a while. I hope he doesn't get himself into too much trouble because the preview kind of, you know. Maybe he's not showing him in the best light. Mm-hmm. My second pick MVP for the David Tribe is bye, B or bye. I don't know how to say it. I, I've been saying bye, but bye. I mean, let us know. Let <laughs> us know if you if it's different. Know, it, it's yeah. kind of hard to see how to pronounce it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was going to say that bye is one of my my standouts as well. Um. I also really love um, uh, Christian. Love Christian, and I, I I don't as much have standouts right now. As I more have people that I definitely don't think are going to win. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like, I, I, I don't think Allison. I, I don't think Allison's going to win because she's such a, like, everybody's putting her up here on the pedestal right now. Like, 
Jeff, she stood out to Jeff, which Jeff normally gets it wrong, who's mm-hmm. who's the standouts and who's going to win. And also, like, she was seen as the strongest player. She was the one shouting at them at tribal. Like, I don't think she's going to last that. Or she might last long, but I don't think that she'll be, she'll win. I don't think Kara, I think Kara's going to get voted out early. I think John's going to get voted out early. He's going to get on everybody's nerves. Dan, I don't think he really stands that much of a chance. I think Natalia on Goliath is one of my standouts. She didn't do much today, but for some mm-hmm. reason, there's something about her that I think she might you know, surprise us. I don't think, I think Mike will kind of make it far, but I don't want to see him win. And on the Davids, I feel like Mike will get far in, may, oh, maybe not. Because I was yeah. going to say maybe he'll get far in the uh, tribe aspect of it, mm-hmm. but then I'm thinking usually in tribe aspects of it, they get rid of the weakest yeah. person first, so and, maybe and not. And people, though, like they said earlier, they know that he's a threat right away. They're like, he's smart, he's cunning, like he's done this before, like he's, you know. Not only that, but they also made a jab at him, the fact that he's a filmmaker and, and he probably rich. has, and he's rich, he has all this money. Right. Um, but on the Gala- or on the Davids, I think Gabby is my standout. She's the technical writer. First of all, that sounds like such a crazy hard job that she like writes the stuff for these technical things, but, um, or like, I got lost. I got lost. Software. She basically like writes the documents for software. Like you're the person that comes up with that. I don't know. She was a standout for me for sure. Um, and also Lursa, like I think Lursa, she keeps reminding me of that, of Mae Whitman from parenthood. I think they look so similar. Um, but I think that Lursa might actually surprise us. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, and then we can go back to our MVPs. Mm-hmm. We obviously got a medical evacuation at the end mm-hmm. of this season premiere, but had the Davids actually gone to tribal council, I'm curious who do you think they would have tried to vote out? I think they would have voted out, um, what's his name, Nick, the public defender. You think so? Although he shared that that story and they really got to know him more, I think, uh, well, either Nick or, or Carl, because Carl had, you yeah. had mentioned this, Veronica, that he had failed, you know, not mm. failed, but didn't do as he well He slowed the down the tribe. Yeah, so I think either between them two, but they were kind of, I think if Nick hadn't shared that story and hadn't gotten personal with him, it would have been him. Pat annoyed them, but he ultimately built the shelter. He did X, Y, and Z. He was resourceful. He was resourceful, yeah. So you think it would be Carl? I think it would have been Carl. I think Lursa kind of made it out to seem that it was a universal uh, universal idea that Nick would go home. Mm -hmm. But I think some person would speak up and be like, dude. Because that was before tribal. Yeah, before before, uh, before everything happened. They'd be like, dude, Carl slowed us down. Mm -hmm. And I think in the end, it would have been Carl because I feel like that's kind of how it plays out during this first uh, part of the game where they try and get rid of the people who are slowing them down, who Mm -hmm. I guess they consider as dead weight. So I feel like it would have been Carl. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that they do think it would have been Nick. Um, Sheena's MPV, MVP is Nick and Dan. See, I don't know how I feel about Dan. Like, I think, I mean, I think he's, he's obviously like my crush this season, as you guys know, but <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just, a lot of times the really good looking guy doesn't make it that far. He just gets voted out right away and he's strong, good looking and, and charming. So there's I, a few good looking guys on that tribe though. So we'll see where he, I mean, Ken made it to the end and Ken was Ken! like, oh, my dream man. But Ken. That's a whole other conversation. Never forget, never forget, Ken. Um, but lastly, you guys had asked in the in the live chat who, which tribe would we be on? And let us know what you guys, I feel like I know you guys in the live chat, so let us know what tribe you'd be on. I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I definitely would want to know what people think tribe I would be on, because yeah. I immediately see myself as like a, a David. Really? Yeah. Okay. See, like, I don't have that underdog story of like, or I don't have oh, okay. anything like, like, like that in my life that I would really 
have. Like, I think that I would be a Goliath. Okay, let's yeah. rephrase this. Because, yeah. again, like, I am still trying to get used to this idea that the Davids are not just the, yes, the exactly. geeky, mm-hmm. nerdy-type contestants. Right. So if, if it was that, then yes. <laughs> but I would agree with you. If we're going by this theme, I feel like I would be a Goliath. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying that they would be on um, on David. Wow, a lot of these, mm. a lot of our, our viewers are on David. Um, I think that a David will win this season. David, the... I think tribe. a David. A David? Someone on the David tribe will win the season. I would love that. Yeah. I, I'm already saying it right now. I would love that. Yeah, I'm really digging Gabby, so we'll see. I really Impression. like her. I really like Gabby, too. Uh, James in the chat is just saying, I like Gabby, the nerd whisperer. Uh, I do think that Christian is kind of like an... E- like, I love Christian. I think he's great, but I think that he would be, like, the easy pick for people to win, so I don't know if he will. Because right now yeah. it's like, oh, he's so charming and, and insecure and funny and, and awkward. Like, we want him to win, you know? So yeah. I don't know if, if he actually will. I feel Yeah, I agree. I feel like they're putting he's a lot the, of attention on him yeah. because he is he very much kind of fits the mold of he this per- tribe. He personifies an underdog. Exactly. Um, so I agree. I don't know. I hope he gets far, but I don't know if he'll take it. I feel like Gabby is going to just fly under the radar, and she's going to make some silence, some silent yeah. big moves. Definitely. I mean, that was pretty much our predictions in one. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheena, er, sorry, Eric Olin, I'm giving you a shout out because you asked me to. So what's up? I'm glad you guys are joining us this season. Um, but yeah, if you have any other predictions about this season, feel free to let us know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as the season goes along, we'll be able to come up with more as we like know who these contestants are and, and exactly. everything like that. Um, so, I mean, that was season 37, episode one. Do you have any final thoughts or anything that you want to talk about before we... I definitely think this season premiere changed my mind on how I was going to feel about the season, mm-hmm. which is awesome because I always want to go into Survivor with the most fun time. Mm-hmm. I... I'm a little nervous. Well, I shouldn't say nervous for mm-hmm. next week's episode based on the preview, but it seems like there's some chaos maybe stirring in the David tribe because mm-hmm. Christian might get a new leadership position and maybe that will put a target on his back. Uh. Lursa might have a target on her back for whatever reason, or maybe that's just the game someone's playing to kind of create paranoia. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. And I'm kind of also really excited to see how long – I guess peace is going to last in the Goliath tribe. Yeah, I I would agree with that because we we saw the Davids, you know, being more vulnerable with each other. We didn't see that with the Goliath, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, if they are so hard-headed that they kind of get on each other's, you know, under each other's skin. But I do think we have a lot of standout players, and I think that, you know, I'm overall, from what I've seen from the players so far, I think it's going to be a really, really good season. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. Yay! I hope you guys are excited too. Um, So that was Survivor's... Uh, season 37, episode 1, and we're so happy that you guys joined us. Everybody in the live, live chat, you guys are amazing. Um, keep coming back every week. We love having you and hearing your opinions. And make sure to give us a like and subscribe and let us know how we're doing in the comments. I am your host, Paige Bonanno. You guys can follow me all over social media at Paige Bonanno. And I'm Veronica Valencia. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. You can also catch me here at AfterBuzz Tuesdays where I cover The Good Doctor at 7 p.m. and The Outpost at 10. Ooh, The Good Doctor. That's mm. a good one. That's a good one. All right. Well, thank you guys so much, and we will see you right here next week. Bye. Have a good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. 
Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 